With the stock market whipsawing up 200 points one day and down 300 points the next, what's going on? What's causing it? When will the turbulence end? We'll talk to an expert. What's the situation really like in the red zone in Iraq? We'll talk to an embedded capitalist. And another theologian speaks out about the secret. This is Jerry Johnson live from Crystal College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. The Dow plunges 387 points, down 387 points. What about your 401k? What about your mutual funds? What about your stocks? In just a moment, we're going to talk to an expert on the markets about what to expect, and maybe we'll get some good advice as well. But we go from that bell to this sound. It's a call to prayer. Well, that's enough of that Islamic call to a kind of a pagan prayer, actually. But uh, we're going to talk to someone in the red zone today, in Baghdad, former U.S. Army Ranger Carter Andrus. He's written a book, Contractor Combatants, Tales of an Embedded Capitalist. You've heard about these private contractors doing security work. We're going to talk to one in just a few minutes. Also, we're going to talk about The Secret. and We'll talk to a theologian about this phenomenon, Sweeping America, the movie, the book, and we'll have an update on that. But, of course, the Democrats are really tearing each other up. Here's Hillary Clinton criticizing Obama, saying that he would attack Pakistan even without their approval. I think it is a very big mistake to telegraph that and to destabilize the Musharraf regime, which is fighting for its life against the Islamic extremists who are in bed with al-Qaeda and Taliban. Okay, so we'll get some highlights of that debate later in the program. But again today, the Dow Jones plunges 387 points. President Bush said he thinks the recent stock market volatility will subside as investors realize how strong the economy is. And here he is on Neil Cavuto. There is a correction, and, and, you know, markets tend to correct. And the fundamental question is, will they correct in such a way as to, as to not derail the good, strong economic growth that we're seeing? 
All right, the question, will they correct? Everyone's wondering about their money, their investments. With us to talk about it is Don Hodges. He has 47 years of investment experience. He's chairman of the Hodges Capital Management Group, and he's founder and chairman of the board of First Dallas Securities. Don, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Dr. Johnson. It's nice talking to you. All right, Don, uh, up 200 points, down over 300 points. Tell us what is happening in the market. Jerry, uh, there's some things going on that are a little difficult to understand, frankly. Uh, there's a lot of emotion in the market. There's a lot of hype. Uh, there's a lot of fear that's being spread, I think, by the press. Uh, a few years ago, when the market did anything, we read about it, uh, or we we heard about it on the 10 o'clock news and read about it the next day in the newspaper. Today, there's a whole army of people who follow the stock market by the minute, and there's a whole army of people who listen to it. And if you listen to some of these these broadcasts uh, that are going all day long, it would frighten you to death because <laughs> they're painting a very gloomy picture. And I think they get carried away, and it becomes excessive, and then it almost becomes self-fulfilling. Hmm. I personally think that we're still in an uptrend in the market, Wow! but just undergoing some severe corrections that were probably overdue, but they've been acerbated by the fact that uh, there's, a, there's a problem with subprime loans, and it's, it's a real problem. It's, uh, it's not anything that people... Uh, are just dreaming up. It's a real problem, but I'm not sure it's it's as, it's going to spread universally to affect a company like McDonald Hamburgers or Procter and Gamble or uh, the railroads or the deep sea drillers that are looking for oil and gas. Sure, it it will affect some of the financial firms, but we live through a crisis a few years ago in the banking industry, and we survived. Mm. And the thing I always think about is uh, the individual investor at a time like this feels like he needs to make a decision. Do I get in or do I get out? And I can say without any fear of contradiction that people who jump out at a time when the growing gets a little tough almost always end up regretting it. Uh, They wake up a year later and stock prices are back up and Mm -hmm. things are back to normal. So I guess what I would advocate to anyone is stay calm. Don't get get frightened. Don't get scared. Don't uh, abort your long-term plans on investing. That's good advice. Just stay, stay the course and know we're in for some tough period or a tough time maybe for a while, but We'll survive, and this too shall pass. Folks, we're talking to Don Hodges. He's manager, portfolio manager for the Hodges Fund, based here in Dallas. Don, this might even be a good time to get into the market if somebody's been holding back. Let me ask you this question. What kinds of stocks right now do you like, do you tell people to take a look at? What certain sectors are you hot on right now? Some of the basic industry stocks, um, uh, we think that uh, companies that, that produce cement, for example. Uh, there's a lot of building, a lot of construction going on 
uh, in Texas and all over the United States. There aren't any new cement plants being built, and if you applied for one today, the environmentalist would uh, <laughs> take five or six years to approve it, and then it'd take three years to build it. So the cement industry is in a very enviable position. Uh, we think that's a good place to invest. Deep-sea drillers. Um, it's going to take more and more oil and gas. More and more wells need to be drilled. More and more of those wells are going to go offshore into the oceans. There's a limited supply of deep-sea rigs. The companies that have those rigs and rent them out by the day are in the driver's seat, and their day rates are going up weekly, and we think that's a great industry to invest in. We still like the railroads. Uh, all of this merchandise being brought in from Asia in the containers. Uh, truckers are putting their their trailers on flatbed railroad cars and shipping them across the country instead of driving them across the country. And we think the railroad industry is a great place to invest. Uh, there's a lot of good areas that even if we were to have a downturn in the economy and even if we had a recession, they would continue to do well because of limited competition, good pricing power, and companies that are just making good money, doing very well right now. Don, thank you for the analysis and for the advice. And, folks, you ought to know this. Last year, the Hodges Fund was picked as the number one mutual fund uh, in America. Uh, Don is... Uh, Always good to have you on the program, and uh, we look forward to having you back again. Thank you. Nice talking to you. Don Hodges, chairman of the Hodges Capital Management Group right here in Dallas. I'll mention also he is a trustee of Crystal College, one of our good friends. Uh, let's go to Michael Metz, because some of you are wondering, you know, is Hodges really right? I've got money in a 401K. I've got my mutual funds. I've got my stocks. I'm really worried. Maybe now's the time to pull out, get real conservative, and you know, buy some uh, bonds or treasury. Uh, I'm going to uh, pull out. Um, you're panicking. Here's Michael Metz, chief strategist of Oppenheimer & Company. He says the market is being driven by emotion. He agrees with Hodges. Listen to this. You have a market which is really dominated by short-term momentum traders. They panic at this. They get euphoric at that. It's a bunch of sound and fury, meaning very, very little. Sound and fury meaning very, very little. Now, Larry, I want to go to President Bush, actually, at this point. And uh, we're going to hear what the president says about this in a, a little bit longer statement. Here's President Bush. Now, I think what he says uh, goes with this. I think we ought to let the market work. People are reassessing risk. And uh, and there's uh, the good news is we've got ample liquidity in our society to be able to you know, deal with this uh, current issue. All right, that's President George Bush. He's not panicking. Hodges isn't panicking. Uh, Michael Metz isn't panicking, and I don't think you should either. And, folks, this show is about the Christian worldview. Let's just talk about this. You know, the Bible talks about that man who uh, was getting lots of money and built uh, greater barns, uh, wanted to build greater barns uh, to hold it all. And sometimes we get greedy. And um, God says, you know, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Let's put it in perspective. Uh, here in America, we are so focused on possessions and on money. And if you're a Christian out there, you need to remember what's uh, really important. Lay up treasures in heaven. Uh, 
where moth and rust cannot corrupt. Now, that's where you need to be making your investments, tithing to your local church, giving to missions, giving to great Christian schools like Criswell College, to great radio ministries like KCBI, Criswell Communications, KCRN, KSYE. Uh, that's where you can give your money if you want a sound, solid return for your dollar in spiritual terms. And, of course, remember what Jesus says, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. It's not about money. It's uh, really, uh, there's, there's much more than that. Well, shifting gears, these uh, American Idol-style presidential debates, Newt Gingrich has said, you know, this is crazy. This is insane. He just said that today. This process is really getting goofy. You remember a week or two ago, the YouTube presidential debate? Actually, one question came from a snowman, a snowman asking a president a question in a debate. Uh, And so perhaps what we're seeing this week is a reaction to some of this Uh, craziness, actually the Democrats are starting to debate each other and try to knock one another out. I'm reminded we have the homosexual debate tonight for the Democrats, a homosexual debate sponsored by MTV. We have a Mexican language debate coming up. What do you think of that? Questions in Spanish. But listen to this. The Democrats are starting to attack one another, and it's quite interesting that they're piling on Obama. Obama. Now, let's be reminded of what uh, Kennedy says about Obama. Why don't we just ask Osama bin Laden, Osama Obama, uh, Obama, what is since um, he won by such a big amount? Okay, that's Senator Ted Kennedy trying to get his name right. I think everybody knows his name now. Barack Hussein Obama, the senator from Illinois. But here's Hillary. Clinton criticizing him because Obama said last week we should invade and attack Pakistan without their permission if we see the terrorists there. And folks, it's really destabilizing Pakistan. I think it is a very big mistake to telegraph that and to destabilize the Musharraf regime, which is fighting for its life against the Islamic extremists who are in bed with Al Qaeda and Taliban. Okay, we'll come back to that later, but you need to realize this that um, what Obama said is making people at the State Department nervous. It's making President Musharraf nervous. He almost declared a state of emergency today. And we'll talk about it later in the program. But coming up, a live report from the Red Zone in Baghdad, a former U.S. Army Ranger now working for a contractor. He'll tell us what's happening on the ground. Join us. Generations of ministry leaders have one common point, a ministry education from the Criswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Criswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow the same distinguished path. An education from Criswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's Word, the Bible. The Word and Worldview focus of Criswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See chriswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. Chriswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. 
classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. All right, that's the Muslim call to prayer. Let's talk about Islam. Let's talk about Iran. Let's talk about Iraq. The war in Iraq. You've heard of U.S. Army Rangers. You've heard of the contractors that are working with the military to stabilize Iraq. Today, we're going to have a report from the Red Zone in Baghdad. What's happening? We're going to hear from someone on the ground who's been on the ground. Former U.S. Army Ranger Carter Andrus. He's also written the book, Contractor Combatants, Tales of an Embedded Capitalist. Welcome to the program, Carter. Thank you very much, sir. It's great to be on. Carter, tell me this. I want you to hear John McCain. Listen to this quote from John McCain. I'm going to ask you a question about it. Against radical Islamic extremism, we must win, we will win, and we will never surrender. They will. Carter Anders, let me ask you this. How important is it that we stay till the job is done in Iraq? Well, I feel it's critical. You know, I, uh, I and uh, my uh, colleagues here put our lives on the line, so to speak, every day because we're here about the mission. What brought me to Iraq now is uh, what happened in 9-11, and no, no question in my mind that our main enemy here in Iraq is, uh, is al-Qaeda, the same people that, uh, that created the 9-11, and uh, that's who we need to defeat here. If we don't defeat them here, then uh, we'll be seeing them other places that uh, we'd rather not, in my opinion. You're in Baghdad right now. Now, we've been getting reports in America uh, about two weeks ago. Two New York Times reporters who were opposed to the war uh, wrote an op-ed saying, wait a minute, things seem to be improving. Also, USA Today did a poll uh, saying uh, things seem to be getting better in the minds of most Americans over there. We're hearing from some generals over here. Things are improving now because of the surge. What is your view? You're there. You're on the ground in Baghdad right now. Do you think we're making headway here in the last month or two? Definitely, yes, sir. I think since I've come back into uh, into the theater here, I started uh, working in Iraq in uh, January of 2004. was here for a year and a half. That's what the book is primarily about. And then I took a year break to write the book, spend some time with my wife and children, and got called back uh, in uh, November of 2006. And there's been considerable amount of progress and probably the most critical aspect to uh, our chances for success in Iraq, and that's standing up the Iraqi security services. My company, American Iraq Solutions Group, specializes our focus of work is in support of the Iraqi security services. We do construction and provide logistics and life support, food, water, fuel, to the Iraqi Army and police forces uh, all over the Sunni Triangle and throughout Baghdad. And we're seeing a, uh, a distinct improvement in their professionalism, and uh, they're present out there. And the Sunnis 
and Al-Anbar, which is the heartland of the insurgency, the former base for Al-Qaeda, is seeing their children, their young men, joining the uh, Iraqi army that is controlled by a, a majority Shia government in Baghdad. So this is a, a tremendous sign and cause for, for uh, cautious optimism on our part that uh, we may be turning the corner here. Well, that sounds like great news. Uh, I want you to listen to Brigadier General Kevin Bergner. He says uh, something about this Sadr City raid that was just conducted, and they were targeting some smuggling networks that were bringing in weapons and fighters from Iran. I want you to listen to this, and I'm going to ask you a question about it. Iranian-backed extremist cells that are at the root of the EFP problem uh, have been a focus of our operations uh, for the last several months. Okay, he mentions EFP. I think that stands for Explosively Formed Penetrators. I heard a report yesterday, uh, Carter, that said uh, more and more of these weapons are coming in from Iran. Could you talk to us for a moment about what has to happen vis-a-vis uh, -vis Iran for us to continue to make progress? How are we going to stop this weaponry and these insurgents coming over from Iran? You know, that's, that's a very difficult uh, nut to crack. Uh, really, without um, military action against the Iranians, I think that uh, we will have to continue to deal with that here in Iraq. The question is, are we ready to open up another front uh, in this war that we're, uh, that we're in right now? I think that's, that's the real challenge in that, in that equation. We had a, uh, a rocket overshoot the uh, green zone and land near our compound, wow. and it was of Iranian uh, origin. Uh, and so there's no question that the Iranians are playing with fire here. The only question is, is, is our challenge going to be to take them on directly, or is it dry up the, uh, the sea in which they operate in the radical Shia areas such as Sadr City? I think probably the latter option is, is more viable in that we... Uh, we clean up the uh, the areas where they've been able to to operate out of. Well, let me let me ask you this final question, uh, Carter. What can Americans do here at home uh, to support the war effort right now? Well, I think that right now there's there's there are two battles in this war: the war for the uh, the hearts and minds of the American people to understand that the Iraqi people share the same goals that we have over here in Iraq, and they're out there risking their lives to try to have the same success that we want to achieve in Iraq. So therefore, it's one of the reasons why I wrote the book, because I want to contribute to that debate in the United States. If people in the United States will see that there is, there is a partnership here in Iraq and that we share the same common enemy, al-Qaeda, then uh, the American people are, are called, as I feel they should be called, to ensure that their politicians, their congressmen and women, support us persevering over here, stay in the course, and we'll get this job done. Folks, we're talking to Carter Andrus. He's written a book, Contractor Combatants. His company is AISG. They equip American and Iraqi military units with all kinds of food and other supplies, it's a very important part of the war effort. Carter is a former U.S. Army Ranger. Carter, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, God bless you and your work over there. Thank you, sir. Please keep us in your prayers. 
We will continue to do that. Here on KCBI, particularly, we pray for the military every day, again and again. We will continue to do that. A live report from Baghdad right here on Jerry Johnson Live. Now I want you to listen one more time to Brigadier General Kevin Bergner. He talks about the raids they're carrying out on these terrorist cells that are behind the roadside bombings. One of those we conducted last night targeted uh, a cell that was involved in the uh, employment of these EFPs, these explosively formed penetrators, which are a very lethal form of a, a roadside bomb. Okay, that general is talking about these weapons that are coming in from Iran. Now, I remind you, we're fighting in Iraq, but Iran is sneaking across the border with men and material, particularly these sophisticated weapons, and uh, many of our soldiers are being killed uh, not by uh, homegrown Iraqi uh, weapons, but Iranian weapons. And I thought it was very telling that Carter Andrus, we were just on the line with him, said, without military action against Iran, this is going to continue to be a problem. That's something we want to watch on this program. We've talked about it and again and again. Watch Iran. Iran is trying to develop nuclear weapons right now. What will happen if they obtain nuclear weapons? Well, let's press forward, Larry, to our Romney sound right now. I want to go ahead and fast forward to what some of the presidential candidates are saying about the war on Islamo-terrorism. To win the war on jihad... We have to not only have a strong military of our own, and we need a stronger military, we also need to have strong friends around the world and help moderate Muslims reject the extreme. Okay, he calls it a war on jihad. A war on jihad. Why? Because jihad has been declared against us. There is a war. A war against the United States. A war against the West. A war against Christian civilization. And um, Newt Gingrich has referred to a phony war, a phony war. People were criticizing it for him. They thought it was unpatriotic. He explained himself yesterday. Here's Newt Gingrich. I was giving a talk to a group of college students, and I was describing a book called Troublesome Young Men about Neville Chamberlain and the effort in 1938 and 39 to get him to understand that Hitler was dangerous. And the fact that even after the Second World War began on September 3rd, 1939, up until May of 1940, the Chamberlain government really didn't fight the war. It was called the phony war. Uh, they dropped leaflets instead of bombs. They urged the British newspapers not to run anti-German articles so as not to offend the Germans. They refused to engage in offensive operations. And as I read all that, and I looked at Winston Churchill's frustration with that, I was reminded of what we're faced with. You know, Barack Obama the other day, Senator Obama, raised an important question about Pakistan. His, his answer may not have been right. But the fact is that six years after 9-11, we are a long way from winning, and we are not taking seriously how big, how dangerous, and how hard this campaign is going to be by the time we win it. All right. We dare not be in a phony war. Soldiers over there are sacrificing. Their families are sacrificing. But I wonder if the rank-and-file American is sacrificing today. The way we use oil... The way we build up the troops or don't build up the troops. The way we do or do not fund the troops. Is this nation, as a nation, committed to see the war effort through? 
If we're not, we may regret it. When we come back, The Secret. Oprah's done two shows on this. Larry King. Also, it's sweeping the nation. The movie, the book. We're going to talk to a Criswell College theologian about it. We'll take yours calls and questions. It's Ask a Theologian Anything, the rest of the show. I'm Sharon Geiger. And I'm Dennis Page. It's said to give the ability to drive your own destiny. And now the great glimmering of truth can be revealed again. August 18th, listen for The Secret Exposed. You can have, do, or be anything. I see many miracles take place in people's lives. The Secret Exposed, a Christian News Weekly investigative report that leaves only the truth on the table. August 18th, 12.30 p.m., here on CRN. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. I want to encourage you on the 18th to tune in to this major expose, 12.30 p.m. Dallas time, also on KCBI 90.9, also on Sirius Channel 161, FamilyNet at 6.30 in the morning. But right now, I'm sitting across the table from a Criswell College professor, Dr. Barry Creamer. Many of you know him. He's a regular here on Jerry Johnson Live. He teaches theology. He teaches ethics. He teaches humanities at Criswell. And we're gearing up for a new semester at Criswell College, Dr. Creamer. We're excited about that. And uh, there's still time, by the way, for you to apply, for you to register. We encourage you to do that. Go to our Criswell College website, criswell.edu. Find out all about it. But, Dr. Creamer, um, you know, there's a phenomenon sweeping the nation called... The Secret. The Secret. Right. It's a book. It's a movie. And, uh, you know, once you make Oprah, you've had your 15 seconds of fame and, you know, hang on. Tell us what you know about this book and why Christians need to be very cautious and concerned about it. Well, there are actually a couple of reasons or several reasons. One of them is interesting, uh, comes from what you said earlier about the uh, presidential debates with a snowman asking the question. I mean, our society is so entertainment-driven right now. <laughs> it's no surprise that Orpah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, and and uh, and Rhonda Byrne are having such a phenomenal influence on the culture. I mean, you have uh, probably the most significant spiritual leader in our country as a uh, TV show hostess, and then it's no surprise that this uh, great wonder of how to live your life so that the universe corresponds and creates the right circumstances for you comes from a woman who's really a, a TV producer and put out a, a DVD and an online video and a movie format for this information that made it really popular. She's just good at putting out that kind of stuff. Well, look, I'm going to ask you a couple of theological questions about this this book and this okay. movie, but I want our listeners to call in. Uh, we can talk about the secret out there, folks, or any other theological or doctrinal question. You may want to talk about the New Age movement. You may want to talk about some of the concepts in the secret. The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270, or any other theological or doctrinal question. We do this a lot on Thursdays. Theology Thursdays, Ask a Theologian Anything. Dr. Creamer is a regular there. I'm here as well. We'll take those calls this segment, next segment. But, Dr. Creamer, let's talk about the secret. Sure. Uh, what are the 
theological problems you have with this book? Well, number one is just the idea of the law of attraction, which is what she says the secret is. Explain that. The, the law of attraction, well, is the idea that like attracts like. It's, uh, her, it's a positive thinking uh, way of looking at the world. Somehow quantum physics and everything else adds up to a universe where if you think positive thoughts, if you just hold in your mind what you dream of becoming and what you really desire to be instead of where you've come from and all the pain you've had, that the universe will correspond with that reality that you've imagined. And uh, the truth of the matter is that there are several things wrong with that theologically. One is we don't control the universe with our minds. We have a God who controls the universe. We have a God who is in charge of everything. And so we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of God to change our circumstances. Could you distinguish between <laughs> prayer and positive thinking or possibility but, thinking? Yes. Because there's a difference between God and my thoughts. They're, they're not the same thing. And, it, and in this way mm. of thinking, we become supreme in the universe. We make the universe what we want it to be. There, there is no submission to God here. There is no yielding to, a, to an authority or a power that's higher than us. One of the women who's spoken about the, uh, uh, about the uh, secret on Oprah uh, talks about discovering how she should treat herself. Uh, it talks about it this way. She stopped looking for love elsewhere and fell madly in love with herself. <laughs> uh, I know all the people who think that Christ said that we needed to love ourselves in order to be able to love others, but that's not what he taught. He, he taught that we love ourselves plenty. That's we, automatic. Yeah, we That's need to figure given. out how to love somebody else other than ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and she hasn't figured that out. And uh, these ideas are just so built on building yourself up, getting what you want. In fact, uh, the hypocrisy of thinking that uh, if a person has some horrible thing happen to them, it's because they were thinking horrible thoughts. That, that comes out of this doctrine just as surely as positive thoughts bring about positive circumstances. And uh, we're not going to be Job's friends and sit with them and say, if terrible things are happening to you, well, you just need to adjust your thinking. That's uh, all there is to it. Well, Dr. Barry Kramer, we're here talking about the secret. We've got <clears throat> callers on the line. Let's go ahead and take some of them. Debbie is on the line. Debbie, thank you so much for calling and holding. What's your view? Well, uh, my view is uh, on the uh, the Word of Faith movement in the Pentecostal Church. It's interesting. You know, yeah. we have uh, so many people that are emphasizing on uh, the Word of Faith that whatever you pray, you know, on Mark eleven twenty four, and I know uh, this deal with uh, Tammy Faye Messner. You know, we I know they had people praying for her last year, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that are probably walking away from the faith because they believe that God was going to heal her, and we all know that sometimes God will not heal. Thank you, Debbie. I think that's an interesting comment. Uh, You know, uh, Dr. Creamer, the secret and... This name it, claim it theology. Right. It's been around a long time. Right. They do seem to have something in common, and that is if if there's not the desired result, that kind of boomerangs back on the person. That's it's right. your fault. I remember, and I, I, and I know this one story doesn't condemn the whole movement, but I, I will say I remember when I was in Waco, there was a girl who shot herself in the stomach, and when they finally got out of her, it's just a little girl, 11 or 12 years old, and when they finally got out of her, why she did it, it was because her dog had died. And not, not that she was depressed over that, but that she blamed herself because she was in the Word of Faith movement, her family was in that movement, and she felt like because she had prayed and failed to heal her dog, that it was because she had too little faith, and so she took it out on herself by trying to kill herself. Mm-hmm. I, 
it's just the it's just a completely wrong motivation. The idea that we can pray and God will answer is true, but it, it is that we ask according to His will, and we ask in, in in a submission to His will, and not just to get the things that we want. And that's what these people are pursuing. Always remember, folks. That the Apostle Paul prayed that that thorn in the flesh would be removed right. three times, and Oral Roberts wore glasses all along. And <laughs> that is, even the, the best among us um, are, are not healed in every circumstance. Right. Sometimes God says yes, but sometimes he says, my grace is sufficient for you. But uh, the secret would say, look, if you believe, if you will it, if you wish it, it's going to happen like, attracts like, you can make it happen. We've got Robert on the line from San Angelo. Robert, thank you so much for calling and holding. Um, What do you think about the secret? Well, uh, thank you for letting me be on the show. I appreciate it and want to say hello to everyone. Uh, Basically, my my understanding from Scripture and also from my understanding of the secret is that it's it's a very dangerous thing. when, when you look at the scriptures, Old Testament mainly, and you realize that the whole reason why God blesses someone is so that they can be a light to others about where these blessings are coming from, all the secret does is that it puts the focus on you as an individual. Yeah. So you're not really looking out for anybody else for number one. And then when you try and include God in all this, it, it just takes the whole plan out of whack, and you're, in, in essence, you're basically just excluding God, uh, sure. and you're becoming God. Uh, they don't tell you that at the very beginning, but once you really get into it, that's really what's happening. Uh, you're taking the blessings that are supposed to be given to you, not for your benefit, but for the benefit of others as a light to a dark world, saying, hey, I'm being blessed because I'm following in the ways of God. Come follow the ways of God, and he'll bless you not just monetarily, but just with joy, with peace, with things that get you through life. And when they try and teach you the secrets, it's, it's just basically a deception. Thank you, Robert, for that call from San Angelo, KCRN. Glad you're listening in. You know, uh, Dr. Creamer, it's not just that they, they get the method wrong, that is, willing it versus praying it. Right. That is, uh, That's right. But the, the goal or the object, I think they're getting wrong here. And I think that's I a Robert's call. This is a very American kind of a thing. Well, you got that it's right. It's about the self. It's about <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and famous. That's it's right. about Tony Robbins. It's about success, health, and wealth. I don't know if this would work in Ethiopia. I don't know if this would work in Somalia (laughs) or in Haiti. And um, what do you think of that? Yeah, I I think you're exactly right. And I don't think it's any surprise that the format that a lot of this spreading the secret has taken are these uh, self-help seminars and the selling of books like this. It's because it promotes the author, the one who's uh, spreading how to become wealthy. How do you become wealthy? You teach people to become wealthy. You teach them how to have seminars and conferences to teach others. It's just a giant pyramid scheme. Uh, It's just really sad that people abuse others like that. And I'm not doubting their sincerity. I don't know where their sincerity is, but it's certainly not helpful to the person at the bottom of the pyramid who's finding out that it's their fault that they live in an abusive situation or it's their fault that uh, the Holocaust happened to their relatives. What is going on here? All right, we've got another caller, Gus, on the line from Garland. Gus is off the line from Garland. We'll I wasn't thinking positively enough about Gus. <laughs> we didn't I'll try to hold more positive Will him. Thoughts. It's our fault that he didn't come on. Folks, The Secret, The Secret Exposed, coming up on the Criswell Radio Network on the 18th. That's a Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You need to listen to this major expose. 
Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about all kinds of questions you might have. The number is 800-881-9270. We can talk about the secret. We can talk about any other theological or doctrinal question you have. And if you don't call, we're going to get back to these Democrats fighting with each other. They're piling on against Barack Obama. We might do a little Al Gore. We've got some good material there, too. So this is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. We're talking about Christ. We're talking about culture, the Christian worldview, a biblical view, a Christian view of men and things. There's a Christian way to talk about government, politics, money, the home, entertainment, the arts. That's what this program is about. That's what Criswell College is about. It's not too late for you to apply or to register. Go to our website, criswell.edu. We'll be right back with Dr. Barry Creamer to talk about your questions 800-881-9270. I look forward to hearing from you. Generations of ministry leaders have one common point, a ministry education from the Criswell College in Dallas. To date, ministry leaders from the Criswell College are in service all over the world. With the fall term just around the corner, your education can follow the same distinguished path. An education from Chriswell is grounded on the Christian worldview, witness, and God's Word, the Bible. The Word and Worldview focus of Chriswell gives you a more effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ and prepares you for kingdom service. The fall semester registration is August 15th, 16th, and 17th. Classes begin August 20th. See chriswell.edu for details on classes and the Master of Arts in Christian Leadership degree. Chriswell students are ready for the challenges of today's ministry environment. Classes in evangelism, missions, preaching, communications, all are fully accredited and small class sizes point the focus to your success. Find out more at 800-899-0012 and on the web at chriswell.edu. A year ago, my life had collapsed around me. I'd worked myself into exhaustion. My father died suddenly, and my relationships were in turmoil. Little did I know at the time, out of my greatest despair, was to come the greatest gift. secret. I'd been given a glimpse of a great secret. Began tracing the secret back through history. I couldn't believe all the people who knew this. They were the greatest people in history. All right, that's enough of that. That's about all I can take. That is the voice of Rhonda Byrne, the author of The Secret, founder of this movement. She claims, of course, it goes back to... Plato and Socrates and then on to Winston Churchill and so forth. But uh, we're talking about this phenomenon sweeping the nation, the secret. And uh, we're taking your calls. I'm in the studio here. This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. We're with Dr. Barry Kramer, teaches theology and ethics and philosophy at Criswell. And we're taking your calls. We've got Ken on the line from White Wright. Ken, thank you for holding. What's your thoughts? Well, I have a comment on the the secret. You know, early on, when they were shipping out these DVDs, they came with crystals. <laughs> and I don't know how the Church has gotten so far away from the understanding of the sovereignty of God, that God is in control of all things, 
Uh, and we really need to, to be reminded of that and to get back to that, that God is in control and that crystals aren't going to help us in life. <laughs> well, that's right. It's not thoughts that will produce the result, and it's not crystals or charms or any other kind of New Age um, magic. That's right. The power of prayer makes contact with a, a, the one true and living God, and um, He is capable of miracles. He is willing and able and inclined to do miracles on our behalf. But there's a mystery to that prayer. You're not in control. You're not in command. That's right. And uh, that's what's different from the name and claim it, uh, offshoot, aberrant view of Christianity, right. or this neo-Gnosticism called the secret, the secret. You know, one of the callers uh, mentioned Mark eleven twenty four. I said to you, what, what, whatever things you desire, whatever you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. But, but two verses before that, Jesus set the context by saying, and he leads right into that statement, by saying, have faith in God. It's not because we pray for it. It's not because we ask for it. It's because of God that anything mm-hmm. happens. And so our faith is in him, not in our ability to produce those things. I've been reading through Mark as well. With God, all things are possible. With God. Right. That's not exactly with right. my thoughts, but exactly with God, right. all things are possible. That's the difference. We've got Daisy on the line from Denton. Daisy, thank you for calling. What's your view? Well, I know that that we live in a society that is looking for a quick fix, easy, no must, no fuss. But uh, you and I know that the Christian life brings such joy and peace. Is it not an indictment of us as Christians that these people are being reached by the secret as opposed to us? I think in a lot of ways that's exactly right. I mean, we recognize everywhere that we don't have the right kind of influence in our culture, we look at ourselves and we have to repent and get ourselves as a church right first. And so I agree with that 100%. But I will say on the other side, there's some slick marketing going on here to try to disguise this false spirituality as a sort of maturing or evolution of Christianity, that, that this is the product of all of those other religions from the past, and this is what this is what the truth is that comes out of that. There's even one of the people that's been on Oprah advocating the secret, Dr. Michael Beckwith. He leads this the Agape Spiritual Center. Now, you don't call something the Agape Spiritual Center because you want people to know that the word love is the most important word. You call it that because you want to give a sense of Christian implication to what you're doing. So you use a Christian, a Greek word for love, and you call it the Agape Spiritual Center. And, hey, we can go there. We've been at First Methodist, but I think the Agape Spiritual Center sounds good now. So there's a lot of disguising of it to make it sound like legitimate, um, you know, religion, and it's not. It's not, it's not legitimate religion in any format. It's just old-fashioned mysticism from the late 19th century and New Age theology and kind of Eastern occultism uh, from ages gone by. All right, folks, are you ready for The Secret Exposed? <laughs> you be listening on August 18. That's a Saturday major expose right here on the Chriswell Radio Network. Listen to the Christian News Weekly, August 18. 12.30 p.m. Let me tell you about what's coming up on this program. We have, on Monday, Dr. Robert Jeffries. He's going to be 
voted on this Sunday as the new pastor of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. You'll want to hear his vision for that church, for that congregation, for his ministry in Dallas. We look forward to that. And then on Tuesday, Nancy Gibbs. Now, she's written a very interesting book about Billy Graham. Billy Graham has had a friendship with 11 U.S. presidents. Mm -hmm. Going back to Eisenhower. Wow. Fascinating. Eisenhower, Truman, Kennedy, Nixon, on and on. And sometimes he was embarrassed about these, particularly with Nixon. So Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about Christians in politics. If we get too close to politics, uh, can we get embarrassed there when our candidates actually don't follow through or they bring reproach upon the name of Christ? A very interesting um, theme there. Dr. Creamer, I'd like for you just uh, wrapping up here, if you would, contrast the Christian gospel with sure. um, the good news of the secret. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, the secret poses this idea that we're going to give good news to people, that they have a power inside of them that just needs to be unleashed by their recognition of their connection with the universe and the, the rightful ownership that they have of all of these things that just need to come their way and so on. Sounds good. Makes it, makes it look like it's going to be good. But in reality, it's a false promise because we're not good. And the Christian gospel teaches us our need is basic. We're sinners, and we need the grace of God expressed through Jesus Christ who paid for our sins by dying on a cross. And our redemption, our goodness, doesn't come from the power that's in us. It comes from the power that's in a God who loved us anyway. A quote of the day from C.S. Lewis. All right. Listen to this. Quote, if you look for truth... You may find comfort in the end, but if you look for comfort, you'll not get either comfort or truth, only soft soap. That's perfect. And wishful thinking to begin with. That's right. And in the end, despair. The Bible says, folks, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death and destruction. Seeking health, seeking wealth, seeking happiness on the world's term. That seems like the right approach, but uh, that is a destructive, broad way. Uh, The way is narrow that leads to life. Few there be that find it. That way is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. It's Jerry Johnson Live here with Dr. Barry Creamer from Criswell College. There is still time to register, to apply. Take Dr. Creamer for a course. It's going to be a good semester. Criswell.edu is the website. Take a look at it. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.